0: Today, I want to talk to you about something that I believe really hits home today, something that I felt very strongly about. I want to talk to you today about speak faith, not fear. Speak faith, not fear. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the word of the Lord today. We believe that your word, Lord, brings light. Your word helps us to focus. Your word enables us, Father God, to look at, at how we should see our world and how we view ourselves and our interaction with those things, Father God, that, are, that can be very overwhelming. So we thank you that your word comes alive. It's simple. It's true. And we believe, Father God, that what's said right now will help us Well, help our families and help our communities and and help each one of us, Lord, to make certain decisions today and and know that, that you are with us and we believe with all of our hearts that your word falls on good ground today. As we're in our homes and watching our screens today, our hearts are open and everyone in our houses are open to receive the word of the Lord today that'll focus us and challenge us and cause us to be strong and ready to be used by you in a very special way. We bless you and thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And I believe you'll agree with me that it's quite easy to be strong in faith and say all the right things when everything around us is calm, when everything around us is is trouble free and there are no challenges. But it's really a whole nother ballgame, right? It's another story when life suddenly becomes stressful. When life suddenly becomes unexpected in a way we never dreamed. None of us expected that our world would be in this setting right now. None of us expected that, that we would not be having church today. None of us expected that, you know, tw- 20, more than 20 million children wouldn't be in school and businesses are shutting down and all the things and precautions and sports and so forth. None of us expected this. It's during these unexpected turns. That stretch us. Right. It's Dorney's unexpected turns that cause us to really understand, man, what is that about me that, that, causes, that rises up in fear, that rises up in concern? I've said to you for years that pressure doesn't make us or break us. It just reveals the real us. So this is not going to break you, but it does reveal the parts of us that we need to sharpen up, that we need to double up, that we need to really become more aware of what God is doing in our midst. And so this is an important time for us to stand firm, be careful what we focus on, and even more so, be careful what we say. Unexpected craziness tempts us to say and do all kinds of things that we would not normally do during good times. So here's our big takeaway today. Here's the one main point I want to make sure we go home with today. Um, Your mouth and your words belong to you. And you can always choose to speak what will please God and benefit you. Now, it's so important today that as you are watching in your homes and on the screens and talking to neighbors and talking to uh, friends in the neighborhood and, and talking to business associates, that you realize today that we need to get a grip on our mouth. We need to get a grip on our words. And so your mouth and your words belong to you. That's so important. They don't belong to anybody else. Nobody can make you say something that you don't want to say. Everybody understands that these words of yours and and your attitude and what's inside your heart today and what's trying to overwhelm your mind today, it all belongs to you. See, the mouth wants to give expression to the soul and spurt out everything it thinks and feels. Isn't that the truth? But in times like these, we need to go deeper than what we think and feel. It really is. It's time to recognize what God's word has to say about the times that we're living in. And these are important times that we're living in that we must agree with God and say what he says in his word. The word of God teaches us to what? Hold fast to our confession of faith in Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter four, verse 14 says, in as much then as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith in him. Amen. Tell, your, tell the person you're sitting next to at home, hold fast. See, it's so important that we learn to hold fast Fast. What does the word confession mean? This is so strong and so good for us today. The word confession means to declare a thing in order to establish or confirm it. A true confession is an authoritative spiritual proclamation. This is not just being you know, uh, simple in our words or just frivolous with our words or, or not have any passion in our words. See, a true biblical confession establishes something. Uh, It confirms something. It's authoritative. It's a proclamation. It's something that rises up on the inside of us and helps us recognize the truth of God's word. No matter what's around us, amen, we must recognize the truth of God's word today. That, That means that no matter what our situation feels like, what it looks like, we should continue to speak faith, not fear. Amen. That doesn't mean that we don't deny our circumstances. Man, it's it's pretty overwhelming out there. The lines are crazy and, and, and people suddenly having this love affair with toilet paper, right? Whoever knew, right? Who knew that we would love our toilet paper so much? Um, anyways, another message. That doesn't mean, though, that we don't deny our circumstances, but we do deny their right to rule over us, right? So much stress and so much confusion and everything is changing by the hour, by the day, right? There's so much going on in our world today. And if we believe that our words have power, right, then we can easily understand why it's so important that we maintain a confession of faith in Jesus Christ in all circumstances. Listen very carefully. There's something spreading a lot faster than the coronavirus, it's fear. It's fear. It's fear. Fear comes to every person. Listen very carefully. It comes to every person. It seems to be the first emotion we feel when things in our lives get beyond our control. Isn't that the truth? It's a natural thing. It, it's, it happens to, to me. It happens to everyone I know, right? It's, it, it's the first emotion we feel. I remember the last time that Verna and I felt so overwhelmed by fear. We were really tempted to be paralyzed by fear, and we were tormented by fear. And this is when uh, Verna had difficult breathing, and we had to rush her to the hospital only to find out that she had a double pulmonary embolism um, in her lungs, I can tell you for sure, we felt fear. I can tell you for sure, listen very carefully, fear was the first emotion we felt. There was no doubt about it that fear surrounded our minds, and fear surrounded my mind as her husband, that that I could lose my wife and the mother of our children and and the grandmother of our grandchildren. And and it was very real. It was very, very real tangible but thank god for the holy spirit who came to her rescue aren't you glad the holy spirit comes to our rescue and gave her the most perfect verse for her to believe and for her to confess and in first john chapter three it says the reason the son of god was made manifest visible was to undo destroy loosen and dissolve man there's some blood clots in her lungs what a perfect verse of scripture. The works of the devil has done. That became her confession. That became my confession over her. And we believed God, and the tide turned. God's word caused the tide to turn. God's word caused the fear to stop. Oh, we were not denying the opportunity. We were not denying what was inside of her body. We were not denying how close she came to death. But we refused to allow fear. So we did what? We spoke faith, not fear. But we spoke what God's word said. And God's word made all the difference. Satan tries to take advantage of us when we're emotional, vulnerable he understands. I mean, we all get it when we're emotional vulnerable. And he bombards our minds with fearful thoughts. And, and, and I don't have any secret to tell you to, to keep those fearful thoughts from coming. But I do know that you don't have to receive them as your own and speak them out of your mouth. Amen. I, I have no secret to say how to stop them from coming. But when they come, they don't have to rule you. That's your choice. That's your thoughts. Those are your words. Those are, this is your opportunity to stand firm on God's word. What did we say our big takeaway was again? Your mouth and your words belong to you. They don't belong to somebody else, right? And you can always choose, and this is the choice we have to make during this season, you can always choose to speak what will please God and benefit you. When Vernon and I began to declare 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, man, that benefited her, that pleased God that we were using our faith, amen, and that was the way God worked it in our lives. Here's what Matthew 6.31 tells us about this whole situation we're talking about today. It says, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? So understand, notice worry comes first and then saying comes next, right? There's always worry and we have to be very careful. Are we gonna speak our worry? Are we gonna declare our fear? Are we gonna give greater birth to the things that are overwhelming our mind? It's the same with fear. First the thoughts and then the words. It always works that way. And here's what I do. As soon as I have these fearful thoughts that enter my mind, I boldly speak something like, I will not fear, my trust is in God. I will not fear, my trust is in God. Say that with me. I will not fear. My trust is in God. Amen. There are days when it seems like, man, you battle all day long. It seems like maybe it's just the morning or it's the midnight hour, whatever it might be, but we must be willing to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. The psalmist David said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you, Lord. See, he was acknowledging what? He felt fear. But he declared that he would trust God in the midst of feeling fear, in the midst of those overwhelming natures of of those thoughts that rule our mind and our emotions run rampant with us. We know how true that is. See, the phrase fear not is found throughout the Bible. It means to resist fear and don't let it control your actions. We can act in faith while we still feel fear right? We can feel fear, but it doesn't mean that we don't act in faith. It doesn't mean that we give in to that. We feel it like we just said, like Matthew just talked about, do not worry and be anxious. Saying, the worry came first and the saying came after that. Amen. So the only acceptable attitude for God's children during times like this is, is and towards fear is, I will not fear. I will not fear. Sometimes you got to say it all day long. I will not fear. I put my trust in God. So if you let fear rule your life, what will happen? It'll steal your joy. It'll steal your peace. It'll prevent you from fulfilling your destiny because there's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done during these times, right? During this opportunity, man, life doesn't stop. Destiny continues, Right? God's will and God's plan continues and his answer to your prayers continue. And Psalm 118 verse 6, what a great psalm, says, "The, The Lord is on my side, I will not fear, what can man do to me? You sense the attitude in that? The Lord is on my side, I will not fear, What can man do to me? Man is full of attitude, and I I love it that that when when fear comes, the attitude must rise up. We must steadfastly resist fear and quickly having the attitude and the habit of aggressively, listen, talking back to the devil. When he says something to you, you better say something back. Don't you dare let him have the last word. Don't you dare let him have the, the last say. Don't you dare let his words linger in your mind and cause worry and anxiety. This is, this is, a, uh, this is combat. This is something that we have to be aggressive with. And, and anytime doubt and fear and worry comes, uh, instead of saying, I'm so afraid and I'm so worried and I'm, I've got so much doubt and, and, and I, I, I don't know what to do. And you need to really determine in your heart when that rises up, don't you let that be the last thing that you say or that you hear. You declare, I will not fear. My trust is in the Lord. Say it with me again. I will not fear. My trust is in the Lord. Amen. Or quote another scripture that fits that situation for you. Never let the devil or your feelings have the last word. Make up your mind. I mean, this works every day, no doubt, but even more so during these unexpected, unexpected turning of events, all the more we must do this. I will make fear, I will not fear, my daily declaration. Amen. Don't wait until you feel fear, declare it boldly and fearless and let it be your attitude. Amen. See, Psalm 107, verse 2, what a great verse of scripture. Let the redeemed of the Lord what? Say so. so. Man, this is not the time to be quiet. It's not the time to, to be silent. Whom he has delivered from the hand of the adversary. Glory to God. I am the redeemed. You are the redeemed. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We're not going to be redeemed. We already are redeemed. We're not waiting to be redeemed, glory to God, because Jesus has already paid the price for our redemption. It's ours, and we need to learn to agree with it and see yourself as the redeemed. And when you do, you can't keep your mouth shut. When you do, you can't help yourself. You've got to speak what God says. There's something about a redeemed person that knows they're free and forgiven and blood-bought. Something about you that rises up and declares the truth. Amen. And the person who has a problem with fear should not say, you know, I wish I were free from fear. No, it's not like something floating around out here. And you're the redeemed of the Lord. I will not free. I will not fear. I am bold and I'm free from fear. Amen. See, that's our choice, and that's what we can do. And I I can do whatever is necessary through Christ who strengthens me during this time. Amen. But we need to be aggressive, don't we? We need to have that attitude. That attitude arises up on the inside of us that says, Man, you know who you're messing with? I'm redeemed. You as a head of your household, sitting there watching this screen today with your family and children around you, you need to rise up and tell your family, man, we're redeemed. We're the redeemed of the Lord. We're going to say exactly what God's word says, and we're not going to give in to any of this. And if we truly live by faith and believe God's promises, amen, then the words we say will bring change. The words we say will change the environment in our home. It'll change the environment in our minds, in our soul. It'll change the environment. We must hold fast to this confession regardless of what we think, regardless of the emotion that we're going through. I love Jeremiah 23, 28. This is so good. Let the prophet who has a dream recount the dream, but let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. Isn't that good? Amen. But let the one who has my word speak it faithfully. God is faithful. And that means that we can expect him to do exactly what his word says. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be faithful to declare it. I'm going to be faithful to make sure that I declare the word of the Lord. Amen. And we should always be faithful to do what we need to do all the time. Saying the right thing occasionally will not give us the victory. It's something we do faithfully, right? Yeah. Every morning, every afternoon, every evening. Guess what we start doing the next morning? The same thing over and over and over again. But let the one who has my word, do you have God's word in your heart? Do you have God's word right there? You know, reading the Bible and reading online, then declare it faithfully, praise God. Amen. Don't merely do what's right for a short while and then give up. And quit, absolutely not. Do what is right over and over and over until breakthrough comes. We don't stop. Amen. Even when breakthrough comes, then we we continue to say it, that builds our faith for when the next challenge comes. Amen. We need, listen very carefully, um, the Bible says that we have weapons that are for us to use that tear down strongholds. And I believe the word of God spoken in faith is one of the greatest weapons we have to tear down strongholds. And here's part of the problem I see. We need to get rid of the mixture. What does that mean? We need to get rid of the mixture. We need to be faithful to the principles of God and don't think you can have a little faith and a little fear and still come out victorious. It doesn't work that way. Listen, we can't speak... We can't speak the word some of the time, but speak doubt and unbelief as well and hope for a good result. If we do that, the bad cancels out the good and we end up back with no power. Amen. See, when I started learning these principles, I disciplined myself Yes, in front of my friends and in church, I declared the truth and I was faithful to speak the word and faithful to understand the the importance of this and never failed that when I would be away from my friends and I reverted back to that negative talk. We've all been there learning this lesson, right? We're we're certain around certain people and we, we declare the truth and then there are other times where we're back to our negative self, speaking words of fear and worry and doubt. So as you can imagine, I didn't have much joy. You can imagine I didn't have much consistency of victory and I needed to get rid of the mixture of both positive and negative of faith and fear words and be committed to thinking and saying the right things consistently. Amen. We need to get rid of the mixture. And so sometimes you need to quit watching the news. You need to quit listening to all this stuff. Right? It's overwhelming. I like you. I've been I've I've watched more news and watch more reports, and of course, we're trying our best to be informed and so forth, but sometimes it, it causes there to be a mixture in our lives, right? Where we did good in our prayer time in the morning, and then we watched the news, and now we've, we've got this mixture going on. And, and so words are a big deal. They really are. They are containers for power, and we have to decide what kind of power we want ours to carry. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 119, verse 30. I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set my heart on your law. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. Look at what it says here. I have set my heart. We have to set our hearts. We really do. Colossians 3 says again, Colossians 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. Amen. So this is a great example that we need to recognize that we need to set our hearts. In closing, listen very carefully. The Apostle Paul had a spiritual son named Timothy. And Timothy was in need of having his heart set. He was a young pastor. The church had been growing in flourishing and prospering. Then all hell broke loose and, and, and change took place in, in Ephesus. And we recognize that and we can read it through in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and we see what, what was going on. And anyways, he, he became bound by fear. Like, am I going to be the next one to be taken out of my house and, and persecuted? And will my life be lost? And so Paul did what? His spiritual father helped him set his heart. Helped him set his heart. He said, listen, I know you, Timothy. I've been at your table eating food. I know your grandmother and I know your mom and I know the sincere faith that's on the inside of you. I get what's on the inside of you and I understand what's going on. And and, and he began to rehearse so that what would happen, that Timothy would set his heart and he told Timothy to what? Stir the gift within him, fan the flame. I would encourage you today, fan the flame in you. Stir the gift in you. I get that fear is all around us. I get that it's stressful. I get that it can be overwhelming. And I get that things could even turn and change. And in, in in every day, something different is being spoken over us and over our nation. I would encourage you, like Paul encouraged Timothy, fan the flame. Fan the flame. Be reminded. Amen like he said about his grandmother and his mother. See, sometimes we need someone to interrupt our negative talk. Listen very carefully. And help us get back on track. And sometimes we need to lovingly remind others of the power of their words. Thank God Timothy had a spiritual dad that reminded him of his words. And today, as your pastor and as a team, we're here to remind you of your words. We're here to remind you to do what? Speak faith, not fear. Amen. And so Paul did it to Timothy, and he reminded him in 2 Timothy 1.7. He said what? He said, For God has not given to us a spirit of fear, a spirit of timidity. He said, Timothy, I know life is rough right now for you and your mind, but God hasn't given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I declare it over you, International Family Church, that God has not given to you, your families, the spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. Amen. Fear is not from God. So the next time you feel it, open up your mouth and declare, this fear is not from God. I don't believe it and I won't receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our focus now there'll be a lot more that we'll share throughout the week and, and next Sunday we'll talk more about fear. But I want you to understand today, what was our big takeaway? Your mouth and your words belong to you. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with those words? How are you going to help your family and, 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 and your children and your loved ones and those in your household? Those words belong to you. and You can always choose to speak what pleases God and benefits you. I want to encourage you today. Make sure what you're saying pleases God. Make sure what you're saying benefits you. And I believe with all my heart that as we as a church set our hearts, set our hearts in faith and set our hearts cemented in God's word, that, that during this time we will thrive, we will prosper, we'll have all our needs met, we'll have health in every arena, and we will experience the supernatural intervention of God. Why? Because this is no surprise to God. And, and God never allows us, church, to go through something we can't handle. Right. He would never, ever allow something to come into your life that would embarrass you or that would, that would that defeat you. That's not a good, good father. He wouldn't do that. But he allows us to have his ability flowing in and through us so that we can be everything we need to be. Come on, let's all bow our heads throughout our homes and and the places that you find yourself before those screens. Come on, together as a big IFC family. Father, we just declare in Jesus' name, peace over every household. Peace over every partner and friend of International Family Church. Every child, every teenager, every young adult, every husband, wife, every senior citizen every young at heart we declare father god in jesus name that your peace rules our minds and our hearts right now we will not be troubled we will not let this get the best of us that we jerk the slack out of it now in the name of jesus right in the privacy of our own homes right in the privacy of our own screens and and as we're doing church online We believe, Father God, that those that need prayer today will will get involved in the, the chats and will get involved in asking and reaching out for prayer today so that our team can bless them and pray for them in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, as your eyes are closed today, there might be someone watching with you today that doesn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, doesn't have the Prince of Peace living on the inside of them, doesn't have their sins forgiven, doesn't have that place of assurance and, and, and strength that comes from knowing God and having Jesus live inside of your heart. So I want to make sure today that everyone, the sound of my voice today, everyone that'll hear this again and again, make sure that Jesus lives inside your heart, that he is your savior and your Lord. And I want to pray for you. And I want to believe God that those of you that Need Jesus more than ever, man. This this the stress is overwhelming, and you need divine intervention, and and Jesus is that divine intervention. Let's pray. Let's believe God. And you who don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, open up your heart and declare this prayer today. You that are not sure, man, settle it once and for all. And let's pray this prayer together in Jesus' name. Repeat after me: Father, in Jesus' name. Here's my heart, my overwhelmed heart. I don't want to live overwhelmed. I don't want to live bound by fear. I need you, Jesus. Jesus, forgive me from my sin. I denounce my past, and I want to live for you all the days of my life. I declare you as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the free gift of salvation. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen. I just pray today that you feel the presence of God in your house wherever you are together with your family and friends. And I pray that you'll have it all week long and you'll join us throughout the week on in the afternoons at 12 o'clock and as we continue to pray and minister to you, let this be a great time, not a time that overwhelms us and, and causes us to quit but a time that causes us to be strong in God today. I love you. I'm praying for you. I wish I could see you face to face, and we will again. I wish I don't have to give you one of those virtual hugs that I could really actually give you a a hug today. And uh, we love you. We appreciate you, and we stand with you. And don't ever hesitate to call us because we're here for you. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, find out our service times, or how you can get involved, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.